upon further review. General Manager of the Carolina Panthers, we're going to talk Panther football here in a second, but I'm pretty sure the Allies invaded Normandy with less stuff than the Carolina Panthers brought to London to go over there and win. We first had to get there. Marty, who on your staff deserves credit for how smoothly the operations went? There's so many people, Mick, and I've thought about that the last few days. I mean, Brian Porter, our, our director of football operations, and, and uh, Mike Anderson, his assistant, just have been working, you know, since – March on on this whole trip and did such a great job and you know it, it goes through our whole football support staff from you know Ryan Vermillion our head trainer and his staff Donnie Toner our equipment manager and his staff uh, Chris Herbert the video assistant and I mean the video director and his staff um, he uh, I mean there's so many people that that made this this trip come off seamlessly it was uh, it was really it 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 had a direct impact in the game and and i and even you know ron's decision on the schedule and going over there leaving here wednesday night getting there thursday and having sort of a walk through practice and then a a full scale practice friday it, we were focused all week you could tell we were ready to play we came out and and it was a business trip for us and there were so many people here that that just worked so hard claire burke who who is my assistant that that helped uh Brian Porter and Mike Anderson through the whole thing. There were just countless names, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but it is totally an organizational effort when you go and you have a trip like this. There's so much work that is done behind the scenes, and they all were directly contributing to the, to the win yesterday. Flights, buses, customs, Heathrow, Charlotte, it's amazing, and the Panthers did such a great job. I'm pretty sure also that I've never been prouder of being a part of the staff of the Panthers than seeing how many Panther fans turned out in London. Uh, did you see it? Could you hear it and feel it in the stadium, all the all the Panther colors, Marty? Really were, and I think it goes all the way back to in, in our owner. Mr. Tepper has a lot to do with that because, you know, I, I think that the all-in-one show that we did last year um, – was is very popular in London and it gave us exposure and, and then all the fans that were brought over there and um, I think Stephen Drummond and Ryan Anderson and his staff did a great job coordinating everything as far as the media goes and um, it, it was just it was a it was a wonderful trip and ended with a with a win and a very big win going into the bye four and two after starting zero and two it's just it, it was a good feeling and it was it it was a, a an organizational accomplishment. What factors, Marty Herney, have this defense playing with the zeal, the aggression, and the unity that they're embodying right now? Well, it's just that, you know, it's it's fun to watch, isn't it? And I was talking to Bruce Irvin earlier today, and I just said, you know, you guys look like you're having fun out there. And and I think that, um, you know, our defensive coaches have done a fantastic job. I think we're, we're getting better every week. I think you can see the cohesion now between the front and the back end. Um, but when you have the speed we do up front and we get pressure, you get the pressure that we're getting on the quarterbacks, that's where it starts in this league defensively. And I think that now we're playing as a unit the the back end the front end there there everybody is cohesive in what we're doing and I think that um I, I think that we're really setting the tone in games and to come out yesterday and James Bradbury picking the ball off in the first play I mean it just it, it just gives you an energy and and whatever happens on offense defense special teams it has a contagious effect and and I think that um 
it really starts up front with us on defense and, and the back end is playing extremely well. And uh, But we've got speed, and that's a, a, the speed on the edge. And then our inside guys yesterday, I mean, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Vernon Butler. I mean, you you know, F.A.O. Body, you go down the list. Um, Kyle Love, we, we just we, – we did a great job of getting pushed inside. And then when you have the guys outside that we have coming around the outside, it, it made life very difficult on Jameis Winston. Marty Herney on Panther Talk. Marty, before you and I started this conversation, we had Eric Reed on our show, and you mentioned how well the back end is playing. What's he given the Carolina Panthers now? Uh, you think Eric, and it's that physical presence he gives you, and and, and um, is just his knowledge of the game and uh, the way he communicates with with uh, our linebackers. And you know, I know Luke Luke Kigley's one of his biggest fans because he's smart. He understands the game, and that communication from the back end to to the linebackers to the front is is so important. Um, but he just brings a physical presence, and and uh, he he. Uh, he he's a guy who just he he plays the game with with a zeal that is contagious and and he brings he he's uh, makes a lot of tackles for you he's very physical he's very smart uh, and the communication between him and Trey Boston and and the rest of the secondary is very good. We kind of felt on the radio side that the Bucks would be ready for Christian McCaffrey, that they would angle their defense towards him, additional resources towards him. How meaningful was it, Marty, that the Panthers found ways to make them pay for, for how they align their defense to stop the 22? Well, we knew that you know, we knew that 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 teams were going to start doing that, and and we've we've always felt like we have a lot of weapons on offense, and and uh, from you know DJ Moore to, to Curtis Samuel to Greg Olson to to uh, you know, a lot of guys, we, we just we feel like Tajarius right. We have options, um, and if you're going to take something away, we have we have other places to go. And I think that that that's the the strength right now of our team is that we have we're not just strong in one area. It's just not one guy. It's it's the entire team. And Kyle Allen has done a tremendous job of getting the ball out of his hands and in in finding the open guy quickly and distributing the ball and and making some great throws. And it's just, it really is. I mean, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's, it's been a total team effort so far, not only on offense, but offense, defense, and special teams. All right, we'll let you go with the most vexing question, the pressing question on the minds of every football observer and Panther fan right now. We try to keep hypothetical questions off of you, but it's only fair that you help us share the burden on this. How do you handle it? How do NFL teams handle it if a starting quarterback comes back from injury, but the backup's playing very, very well? Well, first of all, the you know Cam's got to come back and get healthy and in practice and and um, get to a hundred percent and and you know everybody tends to the, to to try to get ahead of things, but we take things we we truly do th- take things week to week and and right now Cam hasn't come back and started practicing yet, so uh, it, it's it's just such a great feeling that you know. All off season, all all's we heard is that we need a veteran quarterback and didn't have to have the quarterback. And now people are trying to figure out who's going to start, which is is a good problem to have, as Joe Gibbs used to say. But you know, Cam's got to come back. He hasn't even started practicing yet, so Cam's got to come back. We've got to get him fully healthy. Uh, and meanwhile, Kyle Allen is just playing playing extremely well. So um, you know this. This league's a, a week-to-week league, and somebody once said you're two weeks from disaster, so you take it week-to-week, and, and that's what we're going to do. And, and we're 4-2 at Dubai, and we're going to take some time to enjoy this and, and move forward. 
been inspirational. Perfect place to wrap it up, Marty. Thanks for your time. Great win in London, and try to get some rest if you can. Thanks, man. Using these radio airwaves to which you are now tuned, we're going to have a direct pipeline into the mind of defensive savant and football guru Ron Rivera, head coach of the now 4-2 and two Carolina Panthers. Coach, how's your team done it? Going from 0-2 now to 4-2, to and two, heading into the bye week. Well, probably the biggest thing, Mick, has really been just the, the, the tempo of play, the way the guys have picked things up. You know, our first two games, we weren't quite sure who we are or what we could be. But I think as things started to roll and the guys started to figure out the way we needed to do things, I, I think things have really come together very nicely. And, and, and again, we got some guys that have really stepped up and played some really big football for us. Um, you know, on the defensive side, I like how the, how the pass rush has kind of come together. Those guys are working very well uh, as a unit. Um, you know, the, the, the back seven with the linebackers with Luke and, and, and Shaq and J.C. Carter. And, and, and then you look at what, what we've gotten from, you know, from our two safeties. I, I, think, I think both Eric and, and Trey are two veteran guys that work very well, commute very good communicate very well with our corners and you know really like what we've gotten from JB I think JB's having a James Bradbury's having an outstanding year right now and just doing everything we need and you know Dante Jackson when he's been on the field has been explosive for us done some dynamic things but Ross Cockrell and and and, and JV and Elvett are two young young guys or two guys that I think are a little bit unsung right now that just doing things the right way you know one at corner one at nickel for us when we've needed them and so you look at that. Then you look on the offensive side. As I said, you, you know, you got to give kudos to the coaching, especially the offensive line coaches. You know, I think both Coach Matsko and Coach Wharton have done a great job mixing and matching the, the guys because of injuries. Very pleased with the play of the quarterback. I think Kyle Allen has really stepped up and made some things happen. And, you know, Greg Olson's been as solid as ever, doing things, making plays for us. You know, we bring Chris Mannertz in, and he's, he's been a terrific blocker at tight end for us. Then the young wide receivers have, have, have just been terrific. They really have, you know, both – both Curtis and 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 uh, DJ have, have really stepped up their game, and you know we we, we get Jarius just who's been Mister Clutch for us, but the guy that's really played very well, and, and we can't you know we, you can't ever not think about him has been Christian. Christian is just having a terrific year for us. Was he valuable yesterday, even uh, opening up things for other players, Coach? He was because again, when you watch the things that they did, you know they they, they brought their linebackers tighter to the line of scrimmage. Their safeties were at times only at eight yards. And so hard play action sucked those guys up when we were able to get the receivers in behind. We had, we, had, we had a number of explosive plays over 20 yards against them in terms of the passing game. And, and when you can do that, you can move the ball downfield. During that 99-yard drive, we had three explosive passes over 20 yards. And a big part of the reason was because they, had, you know, they were honoring Christian a lot, and that allowed things to open up downfield. That's the value. If Christian may not be getting the chunk yards like he, like he has in, in, in other games, but he's forcing the opponent to pay attention to him, which is opening up the passing lanes downfield. You only get to coach a Ryan Khalil maybe once in every coaching lifetimes if you're lucky. But now here comes Matt Paradis, and we hadn't called his name a lot on the radio side. Is would this be a compliment to him and how he's functioning in there? It is, you know, and, and he's he's drawn some uh, some tough duty because if you look at the the, the you know the, the the team that we played, I mean. They got this massive nose tackle, 350 yards, and and Indomic and Sue in there. That's you know that's wreaking havoc on the inside of some other offenses. But I thought Matt did a nice job, very admirable. You know, he he directed traffic for our guys, and I just think he's really starting to come now. He's starting to get a comfort level with what we do and how we do it, and his communications has been really good. Talking to Coach Rivera on Panther Talk. So late second quarter, Bucks backed up, getting ready to punt. Then they start going backwards with some simple fives. When did the fair catch kick first develop some traction on the sideline? 
Oh no, we had it from the beginning. That 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 was one of the things that we had talked about doing from the beginning. And then and then with the with the with the with the three five yard penalties, it made it even more evident that we had to do that. And um, it all it did was make it closer. It would have been a heck of a kick for for for, for Joey to make that sixty yarder. But again, he has the ability to, and that's why we opted for the fair catch. Ray Ray McLeod has a fumble at an important point in the game, Coach. What was the discussion like with you and your staff on how to handle this young athlete and to not uh, do what's best for the team but not hurt his confidence too much? Well, the biggest thing, more so than anything else, Mick, is he's explosive and the potential for him to make a big play is there. But at the same time, he also has to understand his responsibility of protecting the football. You know, he's a guy that, you know, that again, a little bit like DJ last year, that you don't want to take that that aggressive nature away from. And, you know, something he's got to work on, he's going to get better at, obviously. He's got to know that there's always a guy coming behind you to make a play. So you've got to protect that ball, keep it high and tight at all times. You told us uh, last week that you were in London with the 80s. Uh, six Chicago Bears, total anarchy, I'm sure, just crazy. You guys were rock stars to use your nomenclature. What was it like for you this time going over? A little more sedate, <laughs> um, but we had a good group, you know. And and I got to give kudos to our advanced team. You know, I really thought that um, Brian Porter and, and his people, you know, Mike Anderson did an excellent job setting things up. Eddie Levins with the security was outstanding, and and so I, I think our guys were able to move about freely. Um, I, I think our plan to map things out, bring the guys out, uh, uh, you know, uh, a full day earlier than most people do, really kind of paid dividends for us. Because again, we practiced Tuesday, Wednesday here. We were able to get a real good couple of days worth of work, and then we left Wednesday night. Got us there early Thursday, um, you know, and, and, and the guys stayed up. You know, we, we went over, we did our, our our meetings, we did our walkthrough. We had our, um, our our play 60 responsibility, and which was really cool because I got a chance to watch the players interact with the community in in, in the UK. You know, to see how they're handling the the young people in London, and and it was really it was, I thought the guys got a lot out of it. Then they came back. We did what we call a recovery day, where half the team gets gets massages, treatments. You know, trying to get their legs back. The other half goes into meetings. Then we swap. And then that other half gets their treatments, and then the other half gets their meetings. And, and I thought that went very well. Had dinner, um, and then the guys were excused, and, and, and we started up with a full Friday practice and meetings. And I thought the guys handled it. We had a normal Friday, normal Saturday, and I thought they, they responded very well by playing as well as they did on, on Sunday. They definitely seem ready to go. Coach, last question. We'll cut you loose, let you get back to studying tape, although I don't know how you do it jet-lagged and how you don't fall asleep at your desk is a miracle. But uh, the last question for you, now we got the bye week. So at 4-2, and two, looking good, feeling good, how do you and your team plan to use this time? Well, I think to get healed up. I mean, we got a number of guys that, that, that haven't had the opportunity to play the last few weeks because of injuries. And so now is a chance for them. Hey, they, they have got no football responsibilities other than take care of themselves. And that's the most important thing. So hopefully our guys will, will will take advantage of it. We'll get a couple more guys back practicing next week when we start when we reconvene. You know, we're going to use these next couple of days for these guys to get extra treatment, uh, extra workouts, take care of their bodies, and get themselves prepared for for what's going to be, I hope, a nice long stretch. No doubt, Coach. Good words. Thank you. Good win over the weekend, and we'll catch up with you this week. Appreciate that, Mick. The attention of Panther Talk now shifts to the locker of the great Eric Reed, number 25, as he's trying to get back on Eastern time. How was the trip for you, young man? Uh, it was good. Um, that trip was a lot easier since we got to come home with a win. So happy about that. You're used to traveling, I guess, from spending some time out in San Francisco. We'll go there in a couple weeks. But uh, did you get to see any sights? And are you a bit of a historian at all? I went to London my rookie year in San Francisco. So I've, I've done all the sightseeing. So I, I hung around the hotel and got treatment and got ready for the game. Um, so, yeah. 
you carry any family over there? No, it was just me this time. It's a business trip. All right. Well, Eric, how in the world do we sit here at four and two after the zero and two start? We knew we had to dig ourselves out of this hole. We had to climb our way back, fight our way back, and that's what we're doing. Um, we haven't accomplished anything yet. Um, if we want to get to the playoffs, we got to keep winning games, taking it one step, one week at a time. To what extent have you exercised your leadership voice with this defense? I just uh, try to do my job, um, make the calls, communicate with the linebackers, get the secondary lined up, um, and we go out there and make plays. We just have to keep being consistent, keep getting turnovers, which we had a good day yesterday doing, and uh, keep giving the offense the ball. You had um, a couple of splash plays the game before this game against Jacksonville. seemed like you were all over the place. How did you play in London? I feel like I did uh, pretty well. Um, I missed a couple tackles, but uh, I feel like I got good pressures on the quarterback, um, was able to make plays, um, and was able to make some tackles. So uh, at the end of the day, we got the win, and so I'm happy. Eric Reed on Panther Talk. What was the flight home last night back in the back of the plane? I was sleeping the entire flight. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was a short flight for me. Well, that's just the way to handle it, I guess. So uh, now the bye week, what are your goals for this time off? Getting my body back to as good a health as I can get it, um, relaxing, spending time with my family, and then uh, getting back here and getting back at it. Are you a football fan, Eric? Do you pay attention to other games when the Panthers aren't at work? Oh no, when I'm when I'm away, it's it's, it's daddy duty. So um, I'm taking my kids to school, making lunches, and hanging out with them after school. So um, I, I get away from football, um, take my mind off of it, uh, and then when I come back, I get back to work. What kind of dad are you? Uh, hopefully a great dad. <laughs> um, try to uh, raise my kids to be good people, um, make them focus on their schoolwork and, and being kind to others. So um, hopefully I succeed in doing that. Is that how you were parented? Oh, yeah, I was, I was definitely – my parents were strict. Um, they, they taught me the values of getting my education and of working hard. So I'm trying to pass that along to my kids. It's great talking to you. Last question, we'll let you go. Looking at it from sort of 25,000 feet, Eric, looking down on our team, what do you think we're capable of moving forward? I think we got the tools to, to win it all, um, but that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, we got to take it one week at a time. And this week, the goal, like I said, for everybody should be to get our bodies in tip-top shape so when we get back, we can go on and play, face the, the next opponent. Great having you on Panther Talk. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it, Mick. Thanks. Wow. <laughs>